0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Films on Trial. This week, Cloud Atlas. I'm Gav.
1: I'm Alex. I'm Joel. I'm Dave. And I'm
0: Austin. And just like Cloud Atlas, we're all connected. If I assume. To be precise. Speaking of which, if you're having any issues with our sound quality, uh, or if you just like to, uh, you know, give us some feedback on our new method of recording, you can let us know by sending us a DM on Twitter at Film Trials. Thank you very much. Seriously, though, if you've never heard the show before, then hold on to your globes, because we're about to turn your world upside down.
2: <laughs>
0: that, that makes sense, That's doesn't it? Yeah.
3: But it was a
0: nice offer. one for a change, yeah, yeah. It was, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and be a little bit nicer this episode. We'll see how it goes. Uh, anyway, essentially, we take a film and we put it on trial. It's as simple as that. There'll also be a whole host of hilarious shenanigans to keep you entertained, including a caption contest, a quiz, some average impressions, maybe some xylophone playing, some sound effects, and a whole lot of banter. So do stick around. Uh, now, this week's film on trial, as I said before, is the 2012 fantasy epic cloud atlas does it provide perfect support or does it crumble under the weight of the world <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean you know i thought uh, dave and alex as two classicists that you would have appreciated that greek mythology joke I, there i did get I, it i,
4: just,
0: I liked uh, it yeah I, <laughs> I just didn't i just I, I didn't Funny at I was all, trying to be nice. But... I was trying to be polite. I was trying to be highbrow for once, but you know, I should just stick to the gutter jokes. And you know, are we going to find <laughs> out is this Atlas Cloud or is it Atlas Chaps? Uh, there, are you happy now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stick to the library. <lab>, stick <laughs> but, to the library, man. Right, <laughs> just to say this would be a very spoilerific episode. So if you haven't seen Cloud Atlas yet, Check it out. It is not free, though. <laughs> Unfortunately, you will have to pay the princely sum of £3.49 on Amazon. Uh, but if you share an account, like Alex shares my account, yeah. uh, you can split it about seventy five each, which is not actually a bargain, uh, but it's nearly a bargain. Either way, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can listen to this episode after you watch the film, or you can just trust our judgments. Alternatively, you can fast forward to our quiz this week brought to us by me, I think. It's going to start around the 40-minute mark. Also, I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps. Probably. Anyway, before we go on, our last film on trial was Ocean's Eleven. Hang on. I've got some sound effects here to sum up what Ocean's Eleven is. Uh, <laughs>
1: that was Why that is it the hi in
0: every single one? Where's the high I don't
3: but, remember any fighting uh, in it.
0: It was fighting in Sean Connery, no, Sean Connery, George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> they do say that George Clooney is America's answer to Sean Connery, but he got beaten up by those guys in the, in the casino, didn't he? Well, that's true. true. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll you judged that trial and you deemed that it should be placed on the shit list. Now you've since gone away and you've watched the film. Do you think you made the right decision?
3: No, I actually really <laughs>
0: enjoyed the film. I thought it was a, a
3: very, I thought it was a very good film. Uh, um, and so, well done to the prosecution for uh, convincing me otherwise. It was a uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a classic, a good heist movie, and I think um, I think I could watch that again. You know, maybe not again and again and again, but I'd, I'd watch it quite a few times.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, <laughs> I I'd probably recommend just sticking to Oceans Eleven and maybe not Oceans Twelve or Thirteen. I Are mean, I they like they're them. not good? They're okay.
1: If you like oh, I... Ocean, if you liked Oceans Eleven you'll like them too. They're not as good, but they're
0: a fun watch. They're just easy to watch. If you liked Ocean's Eleven, just imagine it with another person. (laughs) (laughs) There's Ocean's Eleven for you. Anyway, uh, moving on, on onto the bulk of the show. This week's film, as mentioned before, is Cloud Atlas. Uh, And I've got written down here for me to play the Cloud Atlas sextet on the xylophone. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I didn't actually... uh, read uh, or, or pay attention to how you should play the cloud atlas sextet so um, i'm not going to do that <laughs> so instead, oh, does, I'm just gonna, like? I can't does this, does it, this work oh here oh, we go oh it
2: nope. <laughs> doesn't have it no. <laughs> no. <laughs> have you got
0: it but, no Oz, are you embarrassing yourself can you can you can even hear right this now. No. no. You need, uh, uh, if you're trying to share audio, you need to... to uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't, it, like, uh, The joke's gone. The joke is long gone, all right? <laughs> like, this feels like watching Cloud Atlas here. It's very long. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, okay. Cloud Atlas wasn't picked out of the hat of random, but it was instead picked in a moment of panic by us at the end of last week's episode again. Two weeks on the bounce, that is, um, because we realised right at the very end that we hadn't picked our next film on trial. So Joel kindly suggested it, <laughs> probably before realising that it's not available on any streaming platform, so thanks for that, mate. Uh, anyway, all of the roles, however, have been picked out of the hat at random, so in defence in trying to get this film placed on the hit list will be Joel and Alex. Now, Joel is a bit like Duna Bay's Me, People are genuinely surprised when he expresses human emotions. And Alex is just like, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> I can see you looking at I me mean, like, you know what I'm going to say? But Alex <laughs> is just like, Tom, I'm going to have to cover your face up. It's just going to really disturb me. It's just like Tom Hanks as Zachary. He started off uh, hardworking, a hard working and much loved figure, but ended up scarred and bald. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie, <laughs> you don't
1: need to encourage him with the candle after. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Add an insult to injury.
0: I acted as prosecution. I can't wait till this, this
1: lockdown is over. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming straight to your house.
0: Oh, no, it's the first I acted as prosecution and trying to get this film placed to the shit list will be me and Aussie. Now, I'm a little bit like Hugh Grant's Lloyd Hooks. When I go to the bathroom, I cause explosions that could be fatal oh, Jesus to anybody within a one-mile radius. It's oh, true, yeah. though.
5: So, it's, it is true, but I'm not sure true. if anybody else needed to know it.
0: Well, they do now. Okay. And what is uh, unsaid can now not be unsaid. Does that make sense? <laughs> no. <fucking> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Aussie is just like Ben Whishaw's Robert, uh, what was his name? Frobisher. Frobisher. Robert Frobisher. Dapper waistcoat, musically gifted, but would steal all of his best material. Uh, Now, (laughs) just like real court advocates, uh, we'll be making the best case for our roles. These may or may not be our genuine opinions, so do stay tuned until the end of the episode to hear our real thoughts, which means this week that the lovely Captain Dave has the most important role as he'll be playing the judge. Now, Dave is a little bit like Tom Hanks' Dr. Henry Goose. He appears very likable at first, but we all know that deep down, he's just as much of a shitbag as the rest of us. (laughs) So, drop the act, Dave. Just drop it. (laughs) Anyway, Dave now must decide which list the film should be placed on, hit or shit, based solely on the arguments put to him and not using his own opinion, which is good because Dave has never seen Cloud Atlas, fortunately for Dave. Uh, Now, before we get started... Cheap. I think we should give the listeners a bit of a better yeah. understanding as to what this film is all about. So, let us spin the wheel of impressions.
2: Now,
5: that was awful. Just cut it out. Up. To be honest with you, oh, did he? So we, just, we just heard the drum roll without very emphatic. Oh, was it? Oh, Pretty yeah. much like being your friend, to be honest.
4: Doesn't <laughs> 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 uh, it, so awesome. Gav? Doesn't <laughs> it? It's not nice when people Could say that. Beyond people it's cool. <laughs> high-fives. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just what it feels like to have a taste of our own medicine. I don't like this. Um, now, uh, what we do here is we read out the synopsis of the film in the style of one of the cast or characters from the film this week. Coincidentally, it lands on Joel for being such a shitbag. Uh, <laughs> Joel, you've got to read out the synopsis in the style of who? Who, sh- who should we say, guys? I think
1: Tom Hanks' is, uh, futuristic, like his true voice.
5: Do you know what I mean? You know, the one oh, the uh, English one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I was, c- cannot remember that voice at all.
0: I was thinking more tom hanks's irish accent
5: all oh, right yeah <laughs> <His> <laughs> irish mobster accent just, just, just irish the ter- mobster. it'll just be like a, a leprechaun is that okay yeah a okay. leprechaun mobster go for it hang on let me uh, load up the synopsis here it better not be very long because um you haven't got much irish leprechaun in you I, I haven't got much irish leprechaun in me to be fair <laughs> would you like some <laughs> Save it for after lockdown, I think. <laughs> <laughs> an exploration of how the actions <laughs> oh, of individual geez. lives <laughs> impact one another in the past, present, and future, as one soul is shaped from a killer into a hero, and an act of kindness ripples across centuries to inspire a revolution.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a... that is that is a little Irish leprechaun. So yeah,
5: it was like Father Pat all over
2: again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> pull back some bad memories. <laughs> 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 right um, So I, th- I think right, Before we pass this over to Dave I think we should probably give him A bit of a summary as
5: to what this film is about, I, I'm gonna. Uh, I think know, that's I, gonna be. I, I, what, I'll do it because I know that you will just start adding something. No,
0: honestly, no. I, I promise, I, w- I will be completely impartially. I'm just gonna give a quick overview of of, of who's in it and I what,
5: think what we've it's all about. Heard
0: this before, to be honest. No, no honestly, right. No. So, uh, Dave, just to say that it's it's a story that's told over hundreds of different years in several different <laughs> settings. Uh, so the main settings that we see are the Pacific Islands in. 1849. Then we're also shown Cambridge slash Edinburgh in 1936. There's also San Francisco in 1973, London in 2012, Uh, Neo Seoul, so like a sort of futuristic version of South Korea in 2144, and Big Isle 106 winters after the fall. 2,321. So this is a very, very futuristic vision of the Earth, where, as Bruce alluded to before, everybody kind of speaks uh, pidgin English, you know, to be broken up. Uh, So there's a number of actors in it. uh, Jim Sturgis, Ben Whishaw, Halle Berry, Jim Broadbent, Duna Bay, Tom Hanks, Hugh Grant, and Hugo Weaving essentially play characters in most, if not all, of those different settings. So they play different characters in the different ages. uh, And the film is loosely about the different connections that those characters have, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, as the years unfold. Okay, so is everyone happy with that synopsis? Yeah, well done. Well Thank done. you very much. No, that, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so without further hesitation, Dave, would you like to please kick off proceedings?
4: Um, I have so many questions. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, as Gav said, I've not seen this film. I know very little about it. Uh, all I knew before Gav's synopsis there, which I feel like I know less about the film since Gav's
2: synopsis. <laughs> as,
4: as I understood it, it was a sci-fi film, came out in the last 10 years or so, I knew Halle Berry and um, Tom Hanks are in it. I believe it's based on a book that is about the extent of my knowledge. Uh, I believe it's quite polarizing. (laughs) I think this is the reason we're doing it. Um, And yeah, Gav's synopsis um, begs more questions than it answered. So uh, who would like to uh, kick off and maybe explain a little more to me? Uh, Alex, I see you. Okay so I I read the
1: book before I watched the film. The the book's by David Mitchell. I think it came out in 2009, 2010 and this film came out a few years later. The book's very ambitious and the book's it, like the narrative structure of it is totally different to normal books. In in a book it starts off with you have almost half stories, five half stories. Then you have a central story that goes all the way from start to finish and then the end of those half, five half stories and then played at the second half of the book. Now, I know that's really complicated, and it is. It's a very innovative way of telling the story. And to be honest, when I read the book, I was like, well, you know, this couldn't be adapted for screen. This would be really, really hard to adapt for screen. And you know what? They've given it a really good go. Like, they have absolutely given it a good go. They have, um, instead instead of following the structure of the book, they obviously changed things around. And what they've done is they've just skipped... For these five different stories, they've just skipped through them. Um, it is an it's an ambitious film. It's not like anything people will have seen before. It it's totally unique. I think that's one thing you can definitely say for the film. There's n- there's nothing else like it out there. Completely, if you want to see something new, go and watch Cloud Atlas. Um, what works in the film? What's really really great, especially with the structure, because it is a very complicated story. There's five quite, in, you know, individual stories that are complicated enough on their own when they're all put together, it it can be quite hard to follow, but it is worth following them um, because there's themes that run throughout it. So there's bits where characters are are trapped and those parts of the story are all played together as the film progresses. So even though they are disparate stories, it is kind of makes sense in a narrative structure as the film goes on. There are themes that link all of them together. And that's basically what this film, a lot of what this film is about, is links between characters, links between stories, and you know links between the messages
4: that the film's portraying. Hey, Gav, I saw your hand go up a while ago. What's your uh, take on what Alex has just told us?
0: So, Alex said that he read this book and, he, well, he was. I did to read himself, this book. I don't yeah. think
4: you can argue against that, Gav. I, think, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I believe he did. <laughs> I'm not
0: arguing. I'm agreeing with one uh, very good point that he made while he was reading this book saying that it would be very difficult, if not impossible, to adapt this to the screen. And it is impossible to adapt it to the screen. You used my words against me, Hudson, you <laughs> son of a bitch. I, I
4: feel like you said the word difficult. I <laughs> said
0: it would be difficult. I'll give you that. It, it would be difficult. And uh, right, I'm going to start by saying I, I, I admire the filmmakers for attempting this, but the feat was far too big. It it was too ambitious and I don't think, you know, I've I've never read the book. Alex says it's a good book, but I I, I imagine as a fan of the book, you wouldn't be happy with this film. I don't think it would give the book... Credit, decent credit at all because it's a very, very poor film told really poorly. I I mean, your face said it all before when I was explaining the, the summary. It's set over so many different landscapes, so many different settings across hundreds of years, and the thing is that there's there's interconnecting stories between all of this that we don't really find out until the end of the film, and by the time that you find out like some of the connections. You've, you've lost the kind of will to live I want to say I'm, I'm being genuinely honest but this film is near three hours long it's two hours 51 minutes and it is very difficult from the get go uh,
1: you, you said you genuinely honestly com- considered committing suicide
0: as you were watching this film no no, not committing suicide just <laughs> just ending a, a in ceasing, the film yeah ceasing <laughs> existence yeah I, I mean I wouldn't want to kill myself but if somebody was about to kill me I wouldn't say no <laughs> 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 but it's 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 a painful painful watch uh my biggest con- concern or my biggest issue with it is it's very very ambitious uh there's what eight different stories there now the thing is is that i don't know how different it is to the book alex will be able to confirm this or not um, but it doesn't f- uh, stay on those stories for longer than say three minutes a piece so you'll have three minutes of one story and then it flips to another and then to another and then back and back and back and after a while it's very very tiring i'd say after about the first 15-20 minutes you're bored you're exhausted already because it's like you don't know what's going on you don't know who's who you don't know what the fuck they're talking about and you just want it to be over
4: um i'm gonna pass over to ozzy now i think you've got something to add to that well yeah i mean almost exactly as gav's saying there
3: about the sort of like the three minute chop and changes. So it's it's basically six completely like you know, sort of linked stories. Um it was a bit like watching the first forty five minutes of every Marvel film. But at the same time. Like <laughs> But only the first forty five minutes. So you never actually get to the resolution and then when you get to the very end, it was then it'd be like going to watch Endgame. It, like in almost in its until, like the end of Endgame, you'd be like, Who the fuck are all these people I Do they know each other? What's the that was the 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 feeling I got through watching this film about how 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 tenuous the links were, you, like you you sort of knew they were related, partly because of the same character, you know, the, the same actor, um, you know, so so that was that was about as much as I got from it is that the same you know the same actor was, could- got me to that at the end and then it, it but it, that's how it felt it just felt like six very separate films.
4: I just clarify something. So, are uh, you see these people through different? Uh, we see these actors playing characters through different moments in time. Are they playing descendants of their previous characters, or are they? Uh, is it like a reincarnation thing, or I think, dare I say a time travel re- thing? I'm not ruling anything
3: out here. I think it's reincarnation. Maybe Alex can help out. Is that, like souls or something like that. I don't know. I think
5: like it is. Men have like a certain type of meaning to it. Like I think. Like part well part of what I took from it is that like humanity is like kind of destined to almost repeat itself because the the time zones, you know, they start off in the past and then they go all the way to the future, but that in all of them, um, you know, humanity has got like these flaws, whether it's um, you know, I think two or three of the stories contain slavery, like it starts in the past and you know, there's a guy trying to sell a slave and then in one of the stories in the future um they're cloning people to use them as slaves um so it's basically saying you know even though the hundreds or however thousands years of apart you know the, the these reemerging patterns are kind of continuing and, and it's meant to kind of portray um you know the kind of imperfections if you like of uh you know w- what it is like to be human
4: okay uh alex you might be able to shed a bit more light and i think your hand went up first yeah um
1: so like uh, exactly what joel's saying there's 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 themes that run all the way through it so you know the five main stories there's a lot of oppression and repression in them so i don't think it's that you know it's not that the characters are being reincarnated there's a theme that runs through it where the main character always has a birthmark of a meteor on it so you can see that there's like you know, you, you, there's a bit of mystical element to like. Oh, right, there, there are you know common thread running through this. Maybe there is some sort of so mystical to it, but that's definitely just a oh, you know, a, a little bit on it. But the the same actors sort of play the same sort of, sort of roles. So Hugh Grant and Hugo Weaving often play the um, sort of villains of the pieces. Uh, Tom Hanks, uh, not always. You know, there's a little bit of uh, you know movement on it. Uh, often plays more of a hero in it or of a good character, and you know, so and they're, they're the themes. So when when Gavin Ozzy was sort of saying that you know there's no, there's nothing to link them and there's not much there, I massively disagree with that. Like the book, they have used the source material a lot, and the book it's clearly connected and it's there's a lot in there. So I think if you rewatch this film, you, you'd see more and more each time you did it. It's a very rich film, and you know the themes that it has. So all the way through it from the start, like Joel was saying, the slavery, and even into the, the new you know into the, the into the future is always repression and. You know people who are oppressed and people um fighting against it. So I think you know the, the film's quite clear
2: in that. And so, so there is a lot more to it than than Gavin ozzy was saying. is uh, so uh, somebody uh, muted? I can hear anybody. Then sorry, I
4: can't hear silent. Dave. Dave, Dave, can you hear me? Yes, I yes, yes. can hear you now. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened there. Um Gav, what's your take on what Alex was saying? I I
0: understand what Alex is trying to say, but gosh, to be honest. Uh so th- this film tries to I imagine this film as like a very overly eager guest at a wedding that is piling their plate full of buffet food. But they're not making it back to the table without dropping some of it. You know, they, they pile. I, a plate.
4: I've never dropped a thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, the plate is piled up with so many different social and political issues. They try and tackle so much in this one film, and it's like they try and have their cake and eat it with a lot of it. And I, I just feel like they should focus on one or two and not so many it's every single story is tackling a different issue if it was like joel was alluding to earlier and it was all just about slavery that would have been fine but the fact is is that you know you've got the um, one that's set in the pacific island is uh, all about slavery and then you've got the one that's set in the future in south korea is all about you know is it right to clone people you know technically there's a slavery link there but then if you go to the one that's at cambridge in the 1930s uh, that main uh, sort of story is all about a composer who wants to create his own work but to do that he has to act as a sort of like conduit to um a, yeah and, an his, aging... and his lifestyle his lifestyle
1: as an as as a gay man is the thing that he's been oppressed against
0: exactly so it's, uh, it's all a deviant about like he's a sexual deviant yeah. isn't he yeah it's yeah. All, yeah it's all about oppression throughout the years but it's all about different types of oppression and different people being oppressed and it's just a bad thing that's a good thing no it's just too much it's just too like at the end are you telling me that you felt any sort of resolution for Halle Berry's character in uh, San Francisco? You Wait, know, which, in
1: which, which character? Which, which character uh, in which bit? The, <laughs> the
0: San Francisco <laughs> in the 70s or Ben Whishaw's character as we were talking about in the 1930s. You know, his main thing is that like he has to give his work to an older composer because the composer is blackmailing him for, you know, saying that, well, if, if you don't give me your work, then I'm going to tell everyone that you're gay and then, you know, nobody will buy your work and you might end up in prison or worse. And, you know, the thing is that there's no resolution for his character he ends up committing suicide You know this, the, the, it's just sort of like a flash in the pan idea that isn't really touched upon with any more detail than that we don't really see any more of his struggles or any more of his oppression
4: uh, Alex you're allowed you can go for it, put, put it like, I'll be super brief but just like
1: a lot of what Gav's saying is when you're watching a film that's more conventional and it's things that you would say about that film but this is a film that's really pushing boundaries you know, Gav was right. You know, this is a very <laughs> ambitious. It's a massively ambitious film that's trying to do something very, very different. And so, I don't think it's very fair to say, "Oh, well, you know, what what about this character's resolution, or what about that character's resolution?" Well, you know, sometimes when you're making something new, you know, it, it's you can't hold it to the same model as you would other films. And I think that's where Gav's, you know, he's like, "Well, I wanted this character to be." Well, it is a sprawling story over, you know, thousands of years. And so, you know that you can't expect the same things from a more conventional film.
0: I just want them to like address the same issues. Uh, Like, so if they're going to raise an issue, if they're going to raise, you know, um, a story point, I want it to be. Resolved. I don't want it to kind of be touched upon and then dropped, which happens time and time and time again. Because the story is constantly flitting every three minutes; it's moving on to a different part of it. You know, there's just so many things that are touched upon but aren't really resolved. It's you know, it, it's. It, but what it reminds me of is like you give your your, your six year old child the remote control and they just are flitting through all the different channels on the TV without staying concentrated on one. I'm talking. Not just about the story there, which does, but also about the issues and the themes that are addressed in those separate
4: stories. There's, and there's no getting away from Tom Hanks, no matter how much channel hopping you do. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs>
3: just Tom Hanks with loads of different noses on.
4: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, the, the story of this, where I'm at the moment, is the story sounds very complex, very convoluted. It sounds like it's many stories trying to tackle many different themes. Um, I've heard ambitious, I've heard too ambitious Time will tell. I need to hear a little bit more, I think. Um, but I want to ask about the technical aspects of the film. Um, the performances, the cast that we've got here, are they actually any good? I mean, I take it they've got to get into the heads of maybe five or six different characters each. How's it shot? How does it look? How does it sound? Does anyone, uh, Joel, would you fancy uh, give me a bit of information about the technical aspects?
5: Uh, yeah. So first off, I would say the film itself is really beautiful, beautifully shot. Like the cinematography is, you know, top notch when you're watching it or the kind of landscapes you know whether it's futuristic um Korea or the Pacific Islands back in you know 1849 it all, it all looks you know exceptional uh, in terms of the acting uh, i again think it's very good you know you can say what you like about uh, the story but i don't really think anyone gives a weak performance um there are some uh, kind of question marks as to whether um you know all of the characters work for all of the actors type of thing. You know, some of them definitely fit some of their characters better than they fit other ones. Um, but overall, I would say pretty much everybody is strong and, you know, with such a strong cast as well. I think the fact that they've all got, uh, you know, well, not all of them, but most, most of them have got at least five or six characters to portray. I think it gives them a really good, um, you know, kind of chance to to showcase some of their skills in, in different ways rather than just portraying this, this one character. They get to, you know, evolve um, basically from the start of the film to the end of the film, and, um, you know, I think that's a, a really interesting thing, which we don't really see in many, many other films.
4: So does it, yeah, I get the impression it does give people a chance to really flex the acting muscle, as it were, to show what they can do to avoid a bit of typecasting in a lot of ways. Um, Austin, what do you think? How does it look? How does it sound? What are the credits like? <laughs>
3: the, the credits, one of the uh, one of the, the real saving graces of this movie. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you know it, it, Joel's, Joel's right. A lot of the scenes and a lot of the shots are uh, are really well done. I think. You've got to you've got to suspend a lot of disbelief with this, you know. They, they you've got to forgive them. Some of the characters that the actors are playing are not necessarily the right, you know. If you were doing a film, I think it's a it's a very bold move to you know to have Halle Berry playing all of the different characters she plays. For example, in one of them, she's like a like a white Jewish lady, but it's kind of like if you were watching a play, is that people can play whoever they want, whoever you put them into play that's the character, that's the acting. You've got to look beyond that and maybe look at what everyone else is seeing um, in, in that instance. But, you know, but and Joel's right, there's some people don't fit, you know, if you follow her through, she goes from that into the futuristic thing. She's got like a polo on her head. There are a few bits that just look a bit, um, you know, they take you out of it a little bit. If You've got to really, you, one thing you've got to focus the entire film, that's two hours, 51 minutes of focus to, to stay, to stay on top of what's going on. And then you know, by the end of it, it 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 can be a bit tough. And if you start wandering because of things like that, because of the makeup, um, trying to you know with different noses for Tom
1: Hanks, for it's example, not a you polo know, polo on a head though, does <laughs> <laughs> it's not like an actual polo on her head.
2: <laughs> but, uh,
3: <laughs> but but it, it, you know, there are a few few weird choices to try and set the scenes and set the set the timelines. For me, I, I think it is a well shot film. It it looks good. Um, but it is hard to follow with, the, you know, it's a big, big ask, six different sets. It's a big ask. It's hard to, it is hard to do.
4: Again, ambitious, ambitious seems really to be the key word for this film. Uh, Gavin?
0: So uh, while I was watching this film, I thought that right at the very end, it was going to make it crystal clear that all these people were connected in a way that's more than just a storyline. They were like descendants of the same characters, or they were like the reincarnation of, of uh, different characters. I mean, uh, Alex, is, is that the case in the
5: book? No.
1: no. The, the, okay, it's so, not, so it's not like all of these different characters, like every single one of them is connected, because it's over different periods of time. Exactly, so It's exactly. more just so themes, themes that run through. In the, I'm answering your question, please. But
2: again, <laughs> too, too,
0: too much, <laughs> the I don't all that, this. The, the theme that runs <laughs> in the first <laughs> one runs through all of them. Yeah, okay, right. Well, uh, enough of that bullshit, right? So my real question is, did we really need Hugh Grant playing a Korean man? Did we really need Keith David or Jim Sturgis playing Korean men or Hugh Grant playing an Aboriginal warrior? You know, did we really need Tom Hanks playing an Irish gangster or, you know, Halle Berry playing a white Jewish woman? You know, it's like, there's a lot of, like, very odd choices here. It's like, never have I seen a film that's used so many, like, oscar-winning actors so badly before
4: uh yeah alex you can come back at that Uh, (laughs) it was long but it was directed at you (laughs) it was wasn't it It, i think it was
1: (laughs) i think it was um fantastic to be honest like it's a very interesting thing to do and i think it's nice to see all those actors go i mean you know gav picked out the ones that are the worst first off you know he said
0: look look directly at the camera and say that again say what what you've just said <laughs> look at the camera don't look away gav
1: picked out the ones you know i know yeah keith david is korean in it that's mad <laughs> i mean i'm not going to say that's not mad that is mad uh you know hugh grant's korean in it jim Sturgis is. it's mad but also you know like hal berry is a white jewish woman i think is it i can't remember the actress is it boon da uh boo i can't remember the, the korean actress's D- name doing D- D- bay Duneave yeah, sorry so she um she also plays um like a, a, a debutante wife or an english debutante wife you know so you know the, everyone's you know the, the ethnicities are being changed all over the show genders are being changed ben Wishaw plays a woman so you know it's not like you know i think gav was literally going down the road of oh you know it, there's a little bit of like racism no everyone it is fair everyone is is switched around And that is interesting. And that is a fascinating thing to see and has not been done before. That is new.
4: Okay. Can I just Just, uh, ask a bit before I I go to you? Sorry, Joel, I just need to clarify one thing before I come back to you. Um, Just because you've read the book, Alex, I just need to check something. So obviously we've got these characters, obviously these characters appear in the book the decision to cast the same actor as five or six of those characters. Obviously, I don't, I don't imagine you're reading the book and like, oh, no. and this character looks just like so-and-so that you'll have seen before. Where yeah. did that decision come from? Is that something that the film or the cast director decided to do or the director decided to do and recast? That's not it's in the, the book. same actors. No, I can't, I, I, I can't see how that would be written you know, into the book. It, it's not in the book,
1: but I think my personal feeling, as as the mo- as the film is progressing, is you've got the same. So Hugh Grant and Hugo Weaving are playing the same kind of characters in the story. So that's showing the link between the slavery story and the story later on. You, you, you've and you know, so H- Hugo Weaving uh, plays an assassin who's chasing Halberry in 1970s for San Francisco. And then he plays, in 2012, he plays like an almost nurse ratchet character, like a female nurse in a nursing home. But it's not, obviously it's not the same character, but it's the same sort of character in them that makes, helps you to make so links. They use so, Hugo Weaving is that, that in this actor. Right. and I think that helps to tie in the stories better than, you know, I think it would have been harder to see the links if it hadn't been for that.
4: Okay, thank you. Sorry, Joel, I cut you off before. I'll continue. Uh,
5: yeah, my, my point basically kind of ties into your question, anyway. Um, I did do a little bit of research after I watched the film, and it's not specifically reincarnation, but it is um, meant to be a, um, a story about how souls can travel from one uh, kind of era to another. So the fact that they're all the same, you know, um, actor playing each character is goes along with that you know if it was a different person for example then it it wouldn't really fit in with that theme that he's trying to kind of get across and um to be fair you know i did have to google it to you know take that from the film but you know i think with everything that people have been explaining to you you know one of your questions was you know was it about reincarnation and i think that is definitely a theme from it and it's just one of those films where um You know, I think the interpretation is is up for debate. It's never really fully explained.
4: Okay, just a question to anyone who chooses to answer. Sorry, Gav, do you have something to add on that point?
0: I was just saying, if I watch a film, I don't want to have to go into homework about the film after I've watched it. You know, if you're going to have to go away and Google what the fuck just happened in it, you know, obviously it's not a good film. If it's not, like, very clear at the end what you've sweeping, that, that is quite is not a sweeping, that is quite a sweeping
1: statement to <laughs> say, Gab. Oh, okay, <laughs> right, okay. Film, okay. Any after, film that requires you to think about it afterwards is not a good No, no, film. no, no. Not
0: thinking about it, okay? I've seen some great films recently that I've been thinking about for days afterwards. I'm talking about watching, sorry, not watching, enduring a three-hour <laughs> film and then having to Google what the
4: fuck just happened in it. That, that's devastating. To be fair, I think we all Googled Bula quo and spent a lot of time <laughs> thinking, thinking about why that film was made and why we watched it. It's not... yeah, thanks, I'll, t- I'll take these points with a pinch of salt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, What was I going to say there? Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, the thing thing I keep coming back to is ambitious. Um, is this a project that you guys think should have been taken on? I mean, not everything needs to be adapted into a film. Some, some things, you know, this might, this might be a great book. Is it a book that needed to be adapted? Alex, what do you think? Seeing as you've read it and seen the film, you know, should should an adaptation have been attempted on this or should it have just been left? Well, I, I mean, I, obviously, I, I I
1: was surprised when Cloud Atlas came out. I was like, at first, I was like, "What well, they've made a film about that book. And, you know, and then it was like, but then I saw who made it, you know, the Wachowski. I think it was Andy and Lana Wachowski made the film. And it's like, right, well, you know, these are good filmmakers. These They, they know what they're doing. They've got a fantastic cast. And they've attempted something really, really hard, you know. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all up for Hollywood actually, kind of trying to like push boundaries a little bit, and I, and I, and I'm glad that it is a Hollywood. I'm glad it is a Hollywood film that they did finally choose to spend a lot of money and a lot of talent in making something a little bit different. So no, I am glad. To, you know, they could have just spent the same money on a just a, a you know your standard boilerplate narrative, you know, heist movie, or whatever.
5: If and yet, it had D- The D- Rock D- in D- it, D- Dave, Gav would, Gav would be yeah. singing a different tune. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> Have you seen <laughs> Southland Tales?
5: Uh, At least.
0: No, I've if never he, seen it. <laughs> if he was in it, I'd hope to God he was playing the right ethnicity anyway. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this film sounds very, very confusing, very um, ambitious. Uh, we keep saying ambitious, but it's a very <laughs> bold. You've I just got to pay attention.
5: It's not like one of those ones you can put on and, you know, play Snake on your phone or whatever.
4: I get annoyed when a lot of people say, oh, I wasn't able to follow it. And it's like, tell me honestly, did you have your phone out? And it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, there That's, you go. Uh, I, yeah. I, I, know, I, I can guarantee
5: Gav had his laptop in front of him. He no was working. He was probably working at the time or his phone. <laughs> He and he was, was he was watching it in the background. He was watching it. And then he picks him up half an hour later and he's like, what is going on? Ah, uh, me, it." Stop attacking like, me and pay Alex, attention. That's gonna, what I said to him. I will show you the messages.
2: I'll show you the messages. <laughs>
0: yeah, do we? Do we? If you're going to snitch on me to Dave that I was watching, while watching I'm going to tell him what your fucking responses to me with those WhatsApp messages. <laughs> if anyone
4: wants to submit any evidence and screenshot of <laughs>
0: that conversation, so, Dave. I'm going to say what right, uh, what we mentioned before when I when I, when I mentioned about all those actors and Alex said. That, you know, like, oh, well, this is, this is just a technique that they using to show the same type of characters are displayed by the same actors, which is complete bollocks anyway, because uh, this, Tom Hanks plays, like, a <laughs> Thanks, villain God. in one bit, and then he plays a good guy in another bit, you know, so it, it's not a case of that, it's just a case of probably a Costco technique. When does he, he play like, a good, when does he play a good guy? Uh, Tom Hanks.
1: Oh, sorry, I thought you said Hugh Grant. Oh, no, yeah, no, it's to, to, to Tom Hanks. Tom, Tom, no, Tom Hanks plays one bad guy, and that only comes clear towards the end of his story. And that's the twist in it.
0: But, like, all of these... So you're telling me that uh, Halle Berry's character same character that she plays in 1930s Cambridge or Edinburgh. I'm saying there's completely a similar theme
3: uh, through uh, the characters, uh,
0: 19, yeah. All I'm going to say is that like, like it's just a very, very poor decision to cast these actors in these different roles when they didn't need to because I, I, one of the other they things... They did need to though, the, though because no, then it would be a no, completely different fucking film. <laughs> it would just be no, different like, no, stories. Honestly, no, no, your argument is <laughs> that it's like the same reoccurring themes that happen time, and time again and the same the thing. Yeah, right. now okay, right. So if you're that confident about the story and about the themes, then cast different actors. Like you spend as the as the audience a lot of this time going like, oh who's that in prosthetics? Oh, is that Halle Berry? Oh my God, does not Halle Berry's the fake nose look great there. Oh my God. You know, it, it distracts look, you. A great the same,
5: it's meant to be the same soul through different eras. Which you had to fucking research in Google from some yeah, pro- but probably if it was different opinion, people <laughs> then it would be even
4: more confusing. <laughs> okay, okay, I've got I've got questions literally bursting out of my ears about this film. One thing I want to ask is: anyone know what was the author's take on it? He was in the film, sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm did, sure. You, yeah, a lot of people have made films that they regret. <laughs> I'll hold you to this. <laughs> Da- Google <laughs> David Mitchell
5: loves cloud Atlas. <laughs> 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 that's a very nice non-biased
1: uh, to
3: <laughs> just to check that's not the David Mitchell from uh, no, no. Uh, no it's okay. the same no, one.
4: No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a turn for the books if it was I think he's right. I think
3: he is I think he is in it isn't he
4: that's, he, that's he is I'm in it David. yeah uh, well, he's, he's, got got he's got a cameo in one, one of the scenes I can get so. a
0: bigger
1: endorsement than that then
0: Oh my I God, God this. Cl- Cloud 100. Atlas author. <laughs> 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 okay, Cloud Atlas author David. Oh no, that's a, about a different film. I thought this is about. Uh, oh my God! Cloud I'm Atlas. not sure if it's this is great. Anyway, I don't think I don't think his author relevant. <laughs> <laughs>
3: he's he's a he's an author, not a not a screenplay writer. So I
0: have
4: my finger on the Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, have, I'm gonna. Sorry. Okay, I, I've, I've got a lot of questions about this, uh, but I don't think I'm going to get answers to all of them. This is a very confusing film. This is a very tricky film to work out, whether it, it could be an absolute abomination or it could be one of the boldest uh, cinematic decisions anyone's ever made. And I honestly don't know what it is at this point, so I want to hear a point from each of you which would explain why it is or isn't one of those things. Starting Do you with trust you, so you, Roger But Dave? Do you um, trust
5: Roger he <laughs> gave it four out of five stars. No, he's just died a man
0: Before this film was made, all right, so he didn't. Right. He did. Google it. Roger gave it four out of five stars. On, on his website, he, not him, though, not him personally.
5: He absolutely loved it. Um, so much so that he gave it four out of five stars. <laughs> and um, he, it, it's, it's just um, a great film. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Anyway, he's just a man. Still, as, that, was, as,
4: that was convincing.
3: As, as you so often say, he's just a man. And it's just a website. You know, he's it's not just, just a man, he's a legend.
1: I
4: feel like we only really say that when yes, we don't agree it... with Roger
3: Ebert. Essentially, yeah.
4: yeah. Okay, okay Roger Ebert. Um, yeah passed away around the time this was released so I don't think he would have been in any position to that's review it that's a coincidence first, Dave mate. that's a fucking coincidence <laughs> 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 we'll yeah. it. do you remember when Gav was saying
3: was previously yeah when Gav was saying he would have done anything to end his existence that's that's what happened there.
4: <laughs> oh. uh, Ozzy what, your, what's your stance on this mate
3: I, I forgot what the question
4: was Go on <laughs> what was the um, question why should, I'm, 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 I'm torn between this is an absolute abomination and a film I'm going to detest to a film I'm actually going to be quite, uh, I'm going to be in admiration of, which it, what's it going to be? Give me a point that would uh, sway me towards one of these. Cause this could go either way at this point.
3: I'm going to tell you now that to, to watch, to, to, to fully understand this film, I, I think is impossible. So you will come away after the two hours and 51 minutes of your life and think, what the hell have I watched? I'm going to have to watch this again just to get some semblance and try and put some logical order to it. So then you'll have watched it for five and a half hours, and you'll still be none the wiser. You know, the, the, you're know you going to have to keep watching this film to try and understand what's going on, because, like Gav said, that the only semblance of clarity throughout is that you've got the same actors. That's the only continuity throughout the six stories as the actors. It, I see, it, it I might played, as well be
5: six different films. I played Metal Gear Solid 3 seven times and I still don't know what's going on in that game. But it doesn't mean it's not a boss game. But
0: the difference is, is that you enjoyed it, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah. Alex. Nobody Alex enjoyed Cold Atlas.
4: Okay. What's your closing statement,
0: Alex? So
1: my closing statement would be... Um, This is a film that you will have never seen before. It's totally new. It's totally different. You like your ensemble cast. And this is an ensemble cast doing things that, you know, actors have never done before, playing different roles, different um, characters in loads of different stories, massive, showing their versatility. And, you know, Aussie, you know, a lot of what Aussie said there wasn't wrong, but Aussie is saying there implicitly that there is a lot in this film. There's an awful lot in this film that you could go back and watch again and again and again. I mean, you can get that out of all the classic films. The Godfather, you know, you can watch that and you can get different things out of that as you're watching it. So the, the content's <laughs> there. It's very, very rich. But, you know, it's... Love, fuck you, Gav. Like, it's, very, <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very rich. It's just, um, you know, are you, are, are you willing to take a chance and see something totally new? Um, and, you know, broaden your horizons of cinema.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, Gav. Alex, I only laughed because I compared it <laughs> to the Godfather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you can't expect me not to laugh.
2: Right?
0: <laughs> 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 right. right. Firstly, Dave, it's three hours long. Right.
2: <laughs> Secondly,
0: right, it is many, many different stories, right? Very interconnected, very confusing plot. It tries to tackle too many themes, not very well. It touches upon some, it doesn't wrap them up. A lot of characters are left unresolved by the end of it. You've got a lot of very talented actors in this film who uh, essentially uh, playing caricatures that it's it's literally just them in a load of prosthetics doing bad accents uh you've got a load of different genres as well you know this is another thing that's confusing with this film is it's if it was all would have been sci-fi or all would have been detective you know that would have been great we've also got like comedy in Jim Broadbent's story where he's escaping from an old age pensioner's home then you've got this sort of like uh you've got several love stories, you've got futuristic sci-fi, you've got, you know, it, 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 there's just too much going on. Uh, it's the, all I'm going to say is that this is one of the worst, if not the worst film that we've reviewed on this podcast. Oh, this <laughs> um, is
4: 100%. 100%. I, uh, I, I like Superior. So
0: I'm, I'm just
3: going to say, right? So I, I, I am prosecuting this fully, but we put a, we've watched a lot of shit for this <laughs> yeah, podcast. Yeah. All right.
4: Bone it, Alone not,
3: Gap. Not, not the worst film we've ever watched, but certainly the longest shit film we've watched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
2: Reason. Well, uh, I'll give that some
4: consideration.
0: It's, it's like a long, bloated, drawn out death you know it,
4: <laughs> right <laughs> it's right yeah. okay i've i've heard enough i've i've i mean I, I reckon we could talk about this for the length of the film and still not really get down to the core issues uh but i've heard enough to to work this one out at this point so i'm gonna genuinely read over my notes well i'm not just gonna pretend to i'm actually gonna have to read over my notes and have a think mm. about this um,
0: I think we could do another episode just on tom hanks's irish
4: accent I'm sure we could, but I've got a better idea. How about a quiz for five minutes instead? Right, okay. Uh, I've done
0: a quiz. Uh, Just like Cloud Atlas, I've touched upon several themes in this quiz, Uh, and most of them are unsatisfactory. Uh, Okay, so number one... Uh, no, so uh, uh, start off talking about clouds, and then I just move on to other stuff. So number one, uh, cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Who voiced the main character of Flint Lockwood in the film?
2: Uh, Nicholas Cage. Uh,
0: <laughs> 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 I, don't, I don't know. Which Z- Zach uh, Braff? No, SNL, uh, former SNL Adam cast Sandler. member who? Uh, no, Although Dan Aykroyd. Um, (laughs) No. He he was last seen in It, Chapter Two.
2: Bill Bill Hader.
0: Yes, Bill Hader. Well done, Alex. You love Bill Hader, don't you? Uh, Number two, The Death and Life of Charlie St. Cloud was the first serious venture for which Disney kept Well done, Alex, again. Two for two. Right, next up, A Walk in the Clouds was a period drama. Uh, which was a step out of the ordinary for which 90s and modern day action star?
1: Which film? Nicolas Cage.
0: <laughs> no, A Walk in the Clouds was a 90s period drama, which was a step out of the ordinary for which 90s and modern day action megastar?
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. Rock. Jean-Claude. No, as uh, like the like, in
0: there? I today they're still incredible. credit. Bruce Rock. Wallace? Uh, no. Statham. Oh,
4: fuck. Who? Jason Statham. Statham. No, no. Oh, Give us this... another clue. Chris uh, Hemsworth.
0: Uh, his best performance was in Bram Stoker's Dracula.
4: <laughs> On a <roof>. Reeves. <laughs> yeah, it was John <laughs> Reeves.
0: Starred alongside Gary Oldman, <laughs> who you'd rather have in a film <laughs> not <than laughs> <than laughs> <than laughs> in a film with accents. Uh, okay, so number four, following the Same success. goes for Tom
5: Hanks as well with that. <laughs>
0: Like, following the success of dodgeball, beach volleyball was the next sport to get a raunchy comedy made about it in Cloud 9. But which southern movie megastar played the ageing, washed-up lead? Julia Roberts. <laughs> no. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no. There's a question again.
0: Which southern movie megastar played the ageing, washed-up lead?
3: In- and is it Cumberbatch?
0: No, no, <laughs> Southern American. Oh, film? Yes, Alex Rolled well Bert Burt Reynolds. Bert Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we have four. Okay, which classic anime features a young boy and girl in search of a castle in the sky? Owl's Moving Castle. No. <laughs>
3: uh, is it called Castles in the Sky?
2: It is called Castles in the Sky. I can't it <laughs>
0: right. uh, Cards Atlas. It's co-directed by Tom, what, Tom Tyqua, is it? Tom Tyqua? Well, who knows? Anyway, uh, he, they also directed another Ben Whitshaw starring adaptation of a famous novel. What was it? Mm-hmm. It's all about a sense.
5: Six sense. No. What, as just in, what cents? Cents. as in a smell.
0: Well done, Perfume. Hello. Well done, Alex. You are assaulting this round. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, next one, Lana Wakowski is one of the other co-directors. Her and sister Lily wrote Cloud Atlas and followed this pile of shit up with another ambitious sci-fi pile of shit. What was that? It's Speed Racer. Reloaded. No, Speed Racer was before, uh, although that would be a good one, Alex. Uh, Sensei. Okay. No. It, and before that, it was in between Sensei and this. Starring Channon Tatum. Oh, oh the, my God. What, Oh, uh, oh shit, what was Mercury that? Mercury Rising.
2: Mercury
5: <laughs> Rising. Mercury Rising. Mercury Ascending.
4: Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. Mercury Rising. Jupiter Ascending.
5: Mercury Rising, ah, the... That's, Asc- one. Mercury, Bruce, that's the one, one with uh, Bruce Willis <laughs> and the, the little the autistic <laughs> child.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, Tom Hanks <laughs> surprised everyone by playing a villainous character here. The perennial good guy hasn't played many villains in his time, but he has played a bad guy in one more film since Cloud Atlas. What was that film? The Lady Killers. No, he's technically a bad guy. In what? Uh, No, so after this, so both of those films are before. When was Lady Killer? Was it? So he's played one more villain since this film. (laughs) (laughs) Sully.
4: (laughs) Tolly. There was nothing wrong with that plane. Is that
0: what you're suggesting? The story. I don't know if you're going to get this. It's The Circle. Oh, oh is that the, no, that's the yeah. Netflix
4: original, isn't
0: it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not good. I've never actually watched that film. I'm I mean, do Daniel. Episode of I it, mean, it sounded... Anyway, uh, 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 number nine, Halle Berry has been making a bit of a career resurgence as of late, but she followed up this wank with probably her (laughs) worst ever performance in which Richard Branson virgin-produced film. What's it, eh? Technically, it's a series of awful short films. Um, Alex, it's on my Amazon watch list. uh, Bikini Med School? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: bikini med school is like the godfather in comparison to x-men now it's uh I'll, I'll let you have this one as on movie 43 if you've uh, never seen that film before never watch it
1: <laughs> i have seen it on your amazon but no i've just
0: it, there's a lot of shit that you watch that i just <laughs> goes straight past <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay and uh number 10 uh, I've got a question written here. So, uh, off the top of my head, how many atlases do I own? <laughs> <Four>. <laughs>
2: none.
0: Uh, yeah. uh, who said none? Me. Well done, none. I don't own it, an atlas. <laughs> who owns an atlas in 2020? It's ridiculous. And that's it. Well done, <laughs> Alex. You did Google the
3: quiz. Maps. <laughs> the, the ultimate cloud atlas? You might say Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
4: Ozzy, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Ozzy! Just for that, I'm gonna give this. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, um, there is a lot to consider with this film. I think even if you weren't asked to to judge it on a podcast, there'd be a lot to think about with this film. The word that I have kept coming back to that I can't get away from is ambitious. There's no denying this is a bold move from the Wachowskis. I mean, The Matrix was a bold move when that came out, to be fair to them. You know, that was... uh that was a massive hit. What came after? Similarly bold, maybe not as uh, <laughs> maybe not as successful. Um, I don't know. Ambitious, bold, brave—definitely, those aren't necessarily good things. You know, these things can lead to folly sometimes. These things can lead to a mistake. Uh, but it just seems like they tried to cram a lot in. You know, they've adapted um, previous material, and by the side, sound, it sounds like the the author's on board with it. It sounds like they did a decent job of adapting it, but should it have been adapted in the first place is what I had to ask myself. I tried to coax that answer out of Alex, and he said, you know, it is, it is a, an ambitious book, and it's an equally ambitious film, so maybe they did do it justice in that respect. Alex also said, I'd appreciate the ensemble cast. I don't know, Gav just mentioned movie 47. An ensemble cast does not necessarily mean... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing that came to my head was New Year's Eve, uh, and love actually, you know, an ensemble cast is not necessarily yeah. a
3: gem. Um look, it's actually, awesome. it's a fucking king of a, of a movie.
4: <laughs> it's it's not, not now, as Aussie. bad. It's <laughs> not as bad as some people would need you to believe. But it's, like, it's too
1: soon, Aussie. It's only March. Do you know? It's April. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking too soon, man.
4: <laughs> the other thing I had to look at was the length of the film. It is very long, and if it's something that you need to focus on and concentrate on. Maybe three hours is a, is a big ask um, in, in this, you know, in this day and age where a lot of people do have their phones out, are doing something else. People are used to multitasking. Maybe it is a big ask to have a film that long and that convoluted. But maybe, you know, three, nearly three hours isn't long enough to tackle some of the themes that they're trying to bring up. But what Ozzy said about, you know, the, uh, the themes need um, to fully understand them. You need to watch it again. And you need to watch it again maybe after that. And maybe, you know, some people would enjoy going over the film and going over that same ground and drawing out more clues out of it and getting more out of it. Personally, I wouldn't, but I'm trying to think, are there enough people out there that would? Possibly. But another thing that I noticed is that Joel had to research certain elements of this had to Google points of it to really, uh, to, to get his head around some of the matters. And I think that is the majority. I think most people will have to read into this further, maybe read the original source material or look into it online. I don't think that the film answered enough questions. And with its sprawling length, I feel it should have done a, a better job of trying to be concise, maybe losing a story or maybe cutting something down and trying to be a bit more linear, um, bold, brave, but I'm not convinced that it's for everybody. And in fact, I don't think it's for the majority. And therefore, I'm going to, with a t- with, a, p- I'm not 100% sure about this one, but I'm going to put it on the shit list. But I'm not sure if I've made the right call.
0: Once again, Dave, very well summed up. You do a very good job of uh, summing up the arguments there in, in, in your day. There's a
4: lot going through my head right now. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I suppose we should move very quickly on to honest opinions. What did everybody think? I, I'm going to go first. I agreed wholeheartedly with everything I said. I thought it was one of the most difficult films I've ever had to endure in my entire life. And I didn't have my phone That's out. That's got to be a lie.
5: I'm sorry. The amount of no films way. you've watched.
0: No way. That is not one of the most <laughs> no, difficult it, films it it you've is, ever had is, to because It is because it's, so, uh, it's just so convoluted and difficult Alex was talking about some of the shit films that I watch and the difference between those shit films and this is because they're entertaining you know what I mean, like they're bad (laughs) but you can have a laugh, this is bad (laughs) and you can't have a laugh it's different, (laughs) (laughs) like I would happily watch Bula Quo again and again and again before I to watch this one more time in my life, anyway, moving swiftly on, Alex
1: Uh, I mean it is a grind, it's an absolute grind of a film, um you know, you, you, there's just too much going on in it. It's big budget, and you know they tried a lot of stuff, but there's just too much going on. You know, I, I don't think they should have adapted it. Really, I think it works a lot better as a book.
4: we well, trying to coax that out of you. It's like yeah, what well, you know, I, it,
1: you know, I couldn't, I couldn't absolutely yeah, lie of about not, that. Yeah. But <laughs> it just, it just didn't make much sense. And I'd read the book. Do you know what I mean? And even I was just like, <laughs> what? Do you know what I mean? So. The main feeling you just get from watching it is just this is a grind to get through. And it, and it did feel like that. Joel?
5: I remember watching it when it came out and thinking, you know, uh, am I too young to understand this at the time? <laughs> and that was eight years ago and I still feel too young to understand it now. <laughs> it, it, it's just mind blowing in terms of what you meant to take from the film. Um, and the way it's set as well, the way they do like the start, the stories, and then they go back to the start and end them all again, it's just fucking strange. Um, you, the, the book's not that complicated as well. Like, you can read the book and
1: it's enjoyable. It's not like it's some dense thing. I feel that you like you can't they've done understand. themselves
5: a bit of a disservice in terms of, you know, if somebody said, Do you want this book for free? Um, you know, you can even yeah, have two yeah, weeks yeah. off work to read it I'd be like, no, you're alright, <laughs> so I'll just go yeah, to right. work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I is I that because I you like spend him.
3: most of your day just looking at Pornhub and,
5: or, <laughs> and that fancy chair anyway? Well, someone's got it, <laughs> I just, okay.
1: I like the idea of Joel on his deathbed just watch, re-watching Cloud Atlas and just being like, shit, I still don't really, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, I really still don't
0: my get time, it. Here. It's not <laughs> my time, yeah, it's <laughs> not my time. I do understand Cloud Atlas. Aussie. right, what about
3: you? Uh, you know, what? I think it was ambitious. Like you could see that a lot of like thought and uh, like and skill has gone into trying to make this film. It's very obvious, you know. It is like Joel said. I mean, like everyone said. I just don't think I'm clever enough to get what they were trying to say. And like, and I, I, I there were bits which it's just ambitious, you know. It I just couldn't really You know, I quite like to watch a movie for escapism. I don't want to watch a movie and be absolutely challenged all of the time. Sometimes you do, but not for three hours. You know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not like, um, it's not necessarily asking you any questions like in like morality and yourself. It's just like six stories that maybe be better read.
4: You know, know, I feel feel better about my decision. I mean, yeah, you're four smart guys and if you don't get it, then, they, Maybe the films miss something. Well, and like
1: I say, the source material—you y- can get it. It's not like it's impossible. I, I think uh, the big thing they did is the the Wachowskis made two, three of the stories, and the other guy—I forgotten his name. What was his name? It's really hard to say, isn't it? Tai. I can't remember. But the ta- other ta- director, Tai
0: Some Tai
1: So the other director did the other two or something like that, and that that kind of comes across. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, there's a massive disconnect, isn't it? There's huge, there's these things and you can just see the editor just about, just had his head in his hands for about a month trying to put all this stuff together, you know?
0: What, What really annoyed me is that one minute I would start getting invested into one of the stories. And as I said before, like, honestly, and I'm being generous here, let's say five minutes, but it's more like between three and five minutes it's spent on one story before it moved on to the next one. So it wasn't really a very long period of time, and then it wouldn't come back to that story that you were interested in for like another you know fifteen minutes maybe. Because yeah, it they would did be... connect those bits though. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be someone knocking on a door, and then the next it shot
1: it jump forward much, in the yeah. future, and then it had not been knocking. on I know, I know, I know. I'm not you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not saying you know I don't think this film's a good film, but they did <laughs> try. They did try stuff to make they, it. They did.
0: They did to and make it work. I, Like a first when a first happens, I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. But could be on you know, the t- like-
5: <laughs> that could be on sorry go that could be on the uh the d v d box like we tried stuff they, they really <laughs> we tried. did try yeah. Please, I'm not saying it's a good film but <laughs> the- <laughs> <they tried> <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, um, just, just for I mean f- to put it into perspective though that review that Joel brought up was actually written by Roger Ebert and he did actually give it four stars I told you he did maximum it's one star. of the last films he watched before yeah, he yeah. died and he died yeah, a happy-
5: and, and he absolutely <laughs> loved it he, I, I, he got
1: I it know, he was, you know I mean yeah. he'd finally got it
5: yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but like if you actually read his review it says like he he watched it once and he, he immediately it. watched it again and then I think he even watched it a third time before we actually got I it. So. have
0: to watch it nine hours. Nine hours.
3: Nine hours. I understand. Yeah. i like he, su- he sums, Yeah, I mean, he sums it up with, oh, what a film it is. But a demonstration of magical dreamlike qualities of cinema. You know, this is a guy who's very passionate about cinema Visuals. itself, not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. films. He's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. a fan of cinema. To be fair, after uh, nine so. hours of Cloud Atlas,
5: he was probably hallucinating. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> he, was,
4: he was seeing a completely different film by the end of yeah, I mean God love him he was very old man
0: <laughs> <Come on. laughs> we just used right. Roger however we want <laughs> <laughs> he was very versatile right, right. Uh, higher or lower than our previous film on trial which was Ocean's Eleven which scored 82% on Rotten Tomatoes lower. Lower.
4: I'm gonna go yeah, lower. from what yeah. I've heard it sounds too polarising yeah it was lower not
0: as much as I thought it would be there it's 66% um, hmm. but once again I put up a poll on Twitter and asked our friends and followers which um, list Cloud Atlas should be placed on. A whopping 87% said it should be placed directly on the shit list. So I think you made the right call there, Dave. Sounds um, good. Yeah. And before we, uh, we adjourn the case, it's time for a little caption contest. So what we do is take a screenshot of the film, place it on Twitter for our friends and followers to provide a funny caption for the best one winning a frog-shaped chocolatey treat.
5: Is anyone actually still winning the treats though or are we just sending like pictures of a photo? (laughs)
0: I'm not not actually allowed to leave the house uh, during (laughs) lockdown. Uh, So I can't actually go out. Uh, You know, the the doctors um, put it to me like, you can't leave the house but on the plus side you can't crack a window open. So, right, swings and roundabouts. So, unfortunately, I can't actually mail out any Fred i, d- I do it, but if the police stopped me on the street and was like, why are you out on the street?
1: Like, I, I'm, I'm posting a Freddo to California.
0: <laughs> like, I think... I think that That's might be my essential bit of exercise. Of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so apologies. Uh, but films on trial, coal on lockdown is still ongoing. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, I will send out a bulk load of Freddos once uh, a normal order has resumed. But unfortunately, until then, I'm sorry. Uh, we'll if just they still even it.
5: exist, Freddos might be going busted yeah. unless Fref- anybody buys them soon. Freddos no. will no. be
0: the new form of currency in the air. <laughs> <old Freddos laughs> a toilet roll. <laughs> uh, right. Anyway, right. So uh, what I've done here is that the the image is of Tim. Um, sorry, not Tim. Jim Broadbent's character, uh, Timothy Cavendish, getting a toilet plunger to the face. Uh, this was in the comedy segment, Dave. Oh, we forgot to mention that this one was like the, the comedy bit with the uh, Tom Hanks's Irish mobster. Um, ah. It's very. I completely forgot about that as well. So uh, th- this guy was a publisher. Tom Hanks let it like, go Gav <laughs> no, 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 you've no, no, won no. No, all I'm saying is right he was he was like a mobster who'd released a book that wasn't selling well so this guy then killed a fi- uh, a, a book critic yeah I, I quite like that rough. bit yeah, I, I thought that bit was all right. And then he was seen as like a local hero, you know, for, you know, killing this critic. And then his family were like, you owe us 50 grand um, for from the sales of the books that you haven't given to us. So Jim Broadbent went into hiding and then, then he ended up getting put into an old person's home by his brother and then he escaped from the home, and that was it, essentially. Oh, I forgot, at the, the but, very end.
1: Yeah, again, I'm not defending Cloud You can say that God, every can we just <laughs> end
0: this episode? <laughs> I
1: don't know why we've gone back into arguing about Cloud Atlas.
0: <laughs> it's, it's just so mad, it's just so
1: mad do at the end. We just said it, it's on the shit list. It's time to <laughs> end as
2: long so as over.
0: Cloud Atlas. Do you know what Just I mean? kill me. <laughs> at the end, but he ends it with like a race war. Oh my god, like, he's still going. <laughs> the English and the <laughs> Scottish. Anyway,
4: over. Right. I'm put on some pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am wearing shorts, all right. Flesh colored shorts. But shorts right,
0: okay, so uh, Jim Broadbent getting a plunge to the face. Uh, you guys vote on the funniest. Number one, say what again, motherfucker? I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number two, you ever had your shit pushed in? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Is that you, train, training that day,
4: one?
1: isn't it? That's training day.
0: <laughs> hey, um, you smell that? <laughs> that's the smell of power. No, son, that's the smell of Taco Tuesday.
1: <laughs> oh, I wouldn't like to
3: have said <laughs> that's what The Rock is cooking.
0: I <laughs> I <laughs> the penultimate one is um, it's called social distancing. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. And the last one is this is what's called a sucker punch.
2: <laughs> hey. <laughs>
0: hey. what was the first uh, one again? The first one was say what again, motherfucker? I dare you. Going to give a sucker punch. I, I like sucker, yeah, sucker, sucker punch. punch. Yeah, that's a good sucker one. punch as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a uh, very good. To, uh, it took me a couple of seconds to realise what he was going on about. But congratulations, it took you less than half a second. <laughs> Well, fucking brilliant! <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Why don't you stand up and give
5: yourself an applause? <laughs> you little bastard. <laughs> 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 right, uh, so That's obviously your mind. <laughs> uh, okay.
0: Congratulations to Ross Adkin. Uh, you have just won yourself a Flippity Freddo. Uh On their Twitter bio, they've got um, a Liverpool FC emblem as their. Um, like profile picture, so I thought, oh, this might be all right. We might be able to post it uh, that our central bit of exercise for the day. You might be able to walk to the house and post it through the door. but unfortunately, the living cardiff so apologies, <laughs> no can't do anyway, uh, so the next film has been picked out of the hat at random. Finally, we have remembered this time, and we 've picked it out of that, and it is going <coughs> to be uh, the 1990s action classic the Rock. Not Woo! the man himself, Dwayne Johnson, but the film starring Sean Connery and Nick Cage. Anyway, the roles have been picked out of the hat at random. So in the role of defense, it's going to be Alex and Dave. Uh, in prosecution, it's going to be myself and Austin. And Woo-hoo! the judge is going to be Joel. So uh, very uh, coincidental that we've got Nicolas Cage's biggest fan and Sean Connery's biggest fan versus Tony Todd's biggest fan and Austin. <laughs> 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 so, uh, anyway, thank you to everybody who's listened to this episode. If you like the episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And why not leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts? Just spread the warm love that is Films on Trial as many years as possible. And like us and follow us on all social media Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube Films on Trial so that's it cloud atlas is 100 percent shit like that's the gav seal of approval and we will be in your ears next week with the rock goodbye <laughs>